0: This is getting past the subtitles. I am Sean Peel.
1: This is DK Lee,
0: and this week we are starting anew again. Uh, We just finished last week our music series; Uh, that was good and fun, pretty nice. Check that out from last week, and we are taking a pretty hard tone shift this week, (laughs) moving into mysteries. Primarily. All these ideas, so probably not a good series, but... Okay. <laughs> Should be fun. So this week, we will, we're we starting off with um, JSA, or Joint Security Area, right? Yeah. Uh, released in 2000, directed by the one and only Park chun wook And <laughs> I will say, for me, my, <laughs> my impression is, before there was Teguki there was pro- <laughs> <laughs> there, there was JSA <laughs> word which how many years apart is that like did that come out in 2001 or 2004 I don't remember
1: uh Joint Security Area came out 2000
0: 2000 uh, T- Tegu came out in 2004 gotcha so it was like three yeah years, something like four that four years
1: yeah
0: yeah actually this was really good as ex- as to be expected of Park of Park. course
1: all my picks are good right <laughs>
0: Eh, uh, I wouldn't say it. I would say you more or less the actual filmmaker. <laughs> you know, we just stood in front of the TV and watched it 21 years later. <laughs> yeah, man, what are some of your first impressions with this?
1: I mean, I can see why people laud him as a good director. 100%. Um, I think just the way that... The story is um, put together Hmm. and bringing in different perspectives and slowly uh, adding like like um, like a Lego, like building it up. Right. um, And having the audience really just come along for the ride and figure out uh, more and more and like actually feel for the characters who are in this uh, predicament. Right. Um, I think it really, um, they really um, did a good job of um, bringing those emotions together mm. and, um, ha- and really just guiding the audience um, through this uh, unraveling of this story. Sure.
0: Yeah, yeah th- I think you said it best. Uh, for me, like, key words to stick with are like, character is emotion with this movie definitely like over mystery and i think like that combination of of this movie being very kind of character heavy and kind mm. of like i really felt invested to the characters and that really lent myself to you know being more invested to the mystery and then how the story kind of like unravels up uh, to like the climax and then like the result of what happens to them right i think that was really the like the the backbone of the film that i really drew it into yeah um yeah like some footnotes with like Park this was his th- i think he had a short in the middle but i think this was his like th- i want to say third feature film
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so uh, i'm not really sure how he was going up but th- i could see too this is definitely be like the first staple of like look out for this guy you know it, mm. Just like the the craftsmanship of this movie felt tight and felt very good, um, and then this was right before he did Symphony for Mr. Vengeance because that was his next movie, and that mm. like I, that that's like when Park Chan Wook is like Park Chan Wook, you know, <laughs> and and so it's it's pretty interesting like this being like the pre of it, but you you still get a sense like I definitely got a sense of his uh, of his work kind of coming out. And it kind of leads into this his very sort of like iconic, like mystery thriller in the in that genre, but kind of doing it in his way. And you just kind of see his tone and his his style uh, bring into here.
1: Right. Yeah, you can clearly feel his style and right. his imprint on the movie mm-hmm. um, that you see in other. Um, one of his films as well, right? Like, yeah. it carries over in different films that he does, and yeah. you can really feel it here.
0: Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of funny because I read this thing that, in a way, he, I, him and like Quentin Tarantino are actually kind of similar in in quite a few senses. Hmm. Um, and there are like the scenes that are very Tarantino-esque that I found, especially when like because Tarantino does a lot of, I uh, like. I like to say like locked door like mysteries or like the like locked door action scenes where it's like yeah. there's tension brewing and there's suspense and then you get invested into the characters and it usually right. just leads up into some kind of like climatic action and catastrophe. Yeah, catastrophe. <laughs> and people get murdered all within like some controlled space. It seems within like Within,
1: like ten seconds. Of yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, yeah, there's the like ten, ten minutes of like fallout and you're like, mm-hmm. what happened? And yeah, that everything's ha- kind of based around that right like every the whole story is kind of like what happened there what's going on there and
0: like yeah and like unraveling it sort of like in this interesting roundabout way just to kind of loop out and so they kind of share like playing within that playing field quite a bit Mm -hmm. and this movie does it too with the north korean south korean soldiers and then they they end up in like their like little room whatever and then that's when the action happens um and then I read that Quentin Tarantino considers this like one of his top 20 films made mm-hmm. like after 1992 that was like a quote from like 2009 and I was just like yeah. funny to be like oh wait but I thought this was kind of coming off of you and you're like this is great for me mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think they hold each other in pretty high regard too. right right he's like basically Park chan is the Tarantino of Korea of Asians, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> he, he's not <clears throat>
1: as uh. I feel like he's not as like flashy.
0: No, he's definitely. <clears throat> I'm sorry, like he's definitely darker. His
1: style is not as like like flashy as mm. as Tarantino style. But definitely, there are like certain similarities or like certain um like artistic sensibilities that they really share. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, Park Troog is definitely more in the. Stays within like the suspense thriller area, like he's much darker than Tarantino. Tarantino is more kind of like blockbustery in a way, yeah. like his films feel flashy and more of blockbustery very in a kind of sense. pulp, huh? Very pulp, yeah, yeah, very playful. And Park Job is yeah. very more serious and totally darker. But yeah, so this is your pick, so why don't you walk us through what we kind of watched? What exactly was JSA?
1: This one I can do a good synopsis of.
0: We should, like, just start grading each other. (laughs) Like, like, give
1: us your best synopsis out of ten. Go. (laughs) So the story is about um, an incident that happens at the uh, DMZ, um, where it's basically... Um, in Korea there's uh, because they're split um, at that split at the 30th parallel there's um, Mm -hmm. a zone called a demilitarized zone where the north and the south are basically like at a standoff and so at that place there was an incident that happened where a South Korean soldier was apparently uh, wounded and and escaped from the North Korean side but then the North Korean side, there were two casualties; two people were died, while right. he escaped. And so this basically the story is about um, trying to figure out what exactly happened there. Mm. And because the two sides are, you know, obviously against each other, they bring in a third party, um, the Swiss Swiss uh, Army. Um, to right. kind of mediate between them and trying to f- and try to figure out what happened exactly that's basically what the story premise is about mm. as the story goes on the truth gets revealed but then I guess the truth is a lot different from what you would um, typically expect from the incident that's basically a story mm. um, but I'll, I'll go into the details now um <laughs> so there's this guy named Suya. And he's um, the South Korean soldier. And he's going out on a reconnaissance mission with uh, his parties. Right. Uh, and he goes out, but then um, he has to uh, go take a piss. And so he takes a piss while the other people in his group are, like, figuring out what to do. And they realize that they're too close to uh, the northern side, so they decide to pull back. But they don't realize that... Uh, um Suyuk is um taking a piss. <laughs> so <laughs> basically he uh gets left behind. And once he's done taking a piss, he like is about to walk away, but then he steps on a trip mine. And because of that, he can't move and he he can't call anyone because you know like <laughs> his walkie-talkie and stuff's not working and like all right. just <clears throat> everything just all, all the bad things that could happen has just happened to him. It's like I'm so and he's like just chilling there and then he hears something and, and well at first like it was a dog a right. dog like right, comes yeah. up to him <laughs> and he gets scared but then he realizes that uh, there's a North Korean soldier who's the owner of the dog and basically um they kind of are at a standoff and then um the North Korean soldier also has another uh soldier with him another right. North Korean soldier who is kind of like the uh the superior Of him, and he uh, sees the situation, and instead of like you know, um, killing him or like making a big deal, he's just like, Yeah, just get the dog and let's go. But then, but then the South Korean soldier, uh, is like, You can't just leave me alone here. (laughs) He's like, like, I don't want to die, (laughs) basically. And so, uh, the superior, uh, Oyungpir, he decides to disarm the trip mine. Mm. And because of that, like, Suyok feels like he's indebted to him. And so later on, they start uh, exchanging letters (laughs) back and forth. (laughs) They would throw a letter attached to a rock and, like, throw it to the other side. And then the other person would pick it up and read it and send the letter back and stuff. Mm. Um, And this whole time, Suyuk thinks that it's the superior he's talking to. And he um, gets the courage to actually, like go to the other side, like, to where their bunker is. Yeah. And decide to, like, meet them in person instead of, like, uh, just, like, exchanging letters. And he actually goes. But then he realizes that it wasn't actually the superior. It was uh, the yo- younger <laughs> dude who was exchanging letters. It was, like, the private, private noun. Yeah. But then, like, because he came there, like, he just they start to get closer and, and start to, like, you know, mingle. and Because, of the, like, it's very, like, boring at the DMZ. Basically, you just, like, stay there and just make sure nothing bad <laughs> yeah, happens. Yeah, they're like. just,
0: like, patrolling each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so, like, what what he, you know, he just wanted, like, something to do and, like, to, you know, have something interesting to do. So that's what he started to do. And they start becoming friends. And, and um, he becomes more and more uh, brave. <laughs> and he, he starts <laughs> going basically every night. Um, and they just start hanging out like they drink and they smoke and they play games and stuff like that and like they really become close to each other and you know after a while um uh is like he he has another guy who who's always with him because um they're a pair and they you know patrol together and and he used to sneak out while he was sleeping but then he's like hey Mm. Do you need a friend? <laughs> you want me to like <laughs> introduce you to a friend, and so um, He's basically like... he, he yeah, lets him join in on the secret, and basically the four of them now are like hanging out and chilling and, and stuff like that. Right. <clears throat> and basically, you know, they're having a good time and, and all of that, but then things really uh, unravel when there's one more guy who is a superior um, of of those guys. Who's mm-hmm. in charge of the whole um, area there, and he comes and and he realizes that this this uh, crazy things going down, and so from there the tension really uh, spikes, and right. and that's where the incident happens where um, they have a basically a Mexican standoff, but then Cuyoc's um, <laughs> friend he kind yep. of like loses it. And he basically shoots the highest commander and then and then the uh, youngest, the private, North Korean private. And when that happens, like everything goes crazy. But then Oyongbi wants to um, cover everything up because he still has affection for, uh, right. for these guys. So basically, they decide to cover it up and go back and tell these stories to each of their <laughs> sides saying like, right. this is what happened. To try to help each other and protect each other, and as the investigation goes on and on, like it puts a real big strain on on all of them. Right. But it's, it, especially Suyok, and then basically uh, he kills himself at the end. They all do. <laughs> We're pretty like everybody except for one.
0: Mm, yeah. You left out Gene though, Major Gene.
1: Oh yeah, so that's feet. a point, Doc. That's a big point, Doc. <laughs> Well, well, she's the she's the uh, Swiss uh, yeah mediator that's there to try to figure out um, what's happening. She's basically the detective in the story. Right, right, yeah.
0: yeah, like it's a very like the film is is pretty, um, it's like a classic mystery and and very kind of like Korean cliche, and, it, and because it's like military themed, <laughs> I feel like mm. Korean like Korean films and television are it's either military were like cops <laughs> cops and gangsters you know <laughs> crime drama, right? <laughs> <Like, laughs> it's one of the two yeah it does one feels very classic and kind of cliche in a sense um you know there's like the murder mystery and then it takes like a third party mediator come in and investigate like the truth and then there's like hidden lies and truth and then all gets unveiled
1: mm-hmm.
0: but yeah so with here it's um The mediator is Jean with the Swiss military who acts as the uh, the NNSC, the Neutral Nations Supervisory Commission, between a North Korean and a South Korean, and this incident happens. uh, And like you said, so, like, she's investigating, like, this double, like, homicide of North Korean soldiers with, like, one South Korean that they know of at the time in the beginning who, like, is... There's, like, two different alibis. So uh, Lee's alibi is that he um, had nearly escaped from there. Um, and then he, like, basically shot the two of them and then got shot and then nearly escaped and then got rescued uh, by the South Korean army. So, like, after he escaped, there's like, this big battle that happened between North Koreans and the South Koreans, like, right yeah. outside of the bridge. And then uh, Sergeant Oh's alibi was that Lee came in, like, aggressively, like, came to basically assassinate them yeah. um and then nearly escape with his life after the fact um and then like as you learn those there were just like made up alibis to cover up like the truth and kind of protect each other mm-hmm. um and so yeah i thought it was kind of funny that both alibis ended with lee being the shooter anyway yeah. which is actually the truth by the end so and it's kind of funny because they try to do the, the the double like hidden truth thing mm-hmm. Where initially there were friends and then the, like, general North Korean, like, patrol officer or whatever came in by chance. And then, like, stirred things up and everybody got cold feet. Then, like, something happened and then Lee and Jung shoots everybody. You think that Lee shoots the general first and then Private Nam, like, pulls out his gun and then Jung shoots Nam. And then, like, he, like, freaks out and, like, shoots him multiple times. Mm-hmm. But the truth was is that Lee shot him first before him, but it was like, yeah. but, but we kind of knew that though. I guess <laughs> like that was the initial truth because he's like quick. He's like a quick shooter, like something like that. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it's like the mystery is like the first thirty minutes was follows Jean and then her kind of getting to know uh lee and O oh, who are the only survivors um and then she doesn't even know that jung was part of it at the time and she starts piecing together like what's going on and they both have two different depositions she's trying to like connect the dot the quote-unquote the smoking gun is the actual gun that he used everybody that was shot there were like 16 bullets in total of like people that of like the victims that were killed but if Lee was the shooter, he only had 15 bullets in his gun and there was a missing bullet in the scene. And so, if so, they brought it down to like if Lee loaded 16 bullets, then he would be at fault. But if he loaded 15 bullets, then she basically concluded that there was a fifth person there, which she was right. And then she pieced together that like, like Private Nam was like this amazing artist, drawer person, and then yeah. he had a picture of. Um, Jung's girlfriend who turned out to be like related to whatever whatever and so mm-hmm. basically like she's like well they're friends if he drew her and then blah 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 and she yeah. kind of uncovers the truth but it was interesting that like the first 30 minutes thirty minutes were like it was an actual mystery because we didn't mm-hmm. know anything and then we're kind of sticking with Jean trying to figure out what's going on yeah. but then so what happens is that um she questions Jung because John is Lee's partner on patrol, and then she was gonna make him take a lie de- lie detector test to see if he was like, I guess, involved or something like that. Yeah. And then he like freaks out because he was in fact like there at the scene, like he was a mm-hmm. fifth person, and he j- jumps out of the, of a window, which like, kills himself basically. And
1: yeah, he didn't die. He was. Uh, I guess he was severely injured.
0: We don't know what happened. So really, he just just take him away (laughs) yeah (laughs) he's like twitching and he runs (laughs) and they take him Mm.
1: well what what she said was um, that he was unable to um, you you remember when they come together Mm. um, the north and the south in Uh present time yeah yeah and they like sit down in front of each other and at that moment Sophie says that uh, that he wasn't able to make it because he was severely like injured uh,
0: yeah And then they showed him the tape of, like, what happened. Right, right, of what he did, yeah. Yeah.
1: How crazy. He was, like, about to shoot himself in the mouth and then (laughs) just jumped out of the...
0: He was committed. That guy was committed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so, like, she took that as a confession, obviously, because he refused to take the test in in a very extreme way. But, like, as soon as that happened, like, it switches from, like, present day to the past. And then it's just, like, the entire, like, past. Like, it's about... It's about Lee and Jung and how they become friends with the North Koreans. And then right. and then it stops, like, literally right before the incident happens. And then it goes back to present day. And then pretty much soon after that, Jean, like, basically knows the truth. Like, that's why she pieces together, like, the girlfriend and the drawing and stuff. But she's, she's about to get fired, essentially, because, well, she kind of, like, made a big mess of everything with Jun committing suicide or almost committing suicide. Um, and then she kind of like leaves it up to like them to figure it out. And then Lee ends up killing himself in the end. But it, but it was, what I was trying to say is that it, it was like a really committed mystery right before like the, the flashback. And then like the flashback is the bulk of the movie, what happens between them. Well,
1: the flashback is basically just telling you what happened, right? Right, right it's but basically it's so, explaining but it like what t- happened
0: but it tells you everything so it's not like a mystery anymore because you pretty much know everything and it becomes more of like a drama after that i would say right
1: you know? but i mean the mystery aspect is like figuring out what exactly happened to them right you know yeah what I mean? like in understanding like what were the circumstances of the situation right? And so like you're just getting fed more and more information about exactly what happened mm. as you watch the flashback like unravel, so like I guess what you're trying to say is like it's not a mystery in the sense that the detective is like actively we're we're not like actively following the detective around right. and being like, "Oh, this is a clue, oh, uh-huh. this is another clue like that happens in the first thirty minutes, but after that, it's basically like it's the, giving you uh, the yeah, narration it, it, The the it's the story the, yeah <laughs> the, yeah the story is basically just told to you exactly what happened yeah until like the end where like you know there's that little twist um, yeah yeah and L- then they L- and then she she does the detective work again right mm. she's like oh i pieced together that the drawing is actually of her of your girlfriend and like right and, right. Ha- and now that i figured out that i understand that you guys are close and that's you guys were actually not, like, enemies, but you guys were, like, friends, and then because mm-hmm. of that, like, she she pieces everything together. Yeah. But by that time, like, we already as the know. audience yeah. already know everything too, so it's different in, in the sense that, like, it's not the traditional kind of, like, uh, mystery where you're just following the detective as, as if it's, like, we're following Sherlock, and, like, right. we have no clue, just as Sherlock has no clue. Mm. It's not like that. It's more like, like, we follow the detective. Basically, the detective part is like just setting the scene, right? Setting the the foundation for yeah. the story to occur, so that we can have this emotional uh, roller coaster as we, <laughs> you know, take um, this course and understanding like what happened with the soldiers and, and mm-hmm. understanding their relationships, and then figuring out that this is what happened. Yeah. So. Yeah, it is a mystery, but it's it's told in a way that's I guess not right. typical of the kind of uh detective story that we might, you know, normally think of.
0: Right, right. And that's what I was saying, um, in the beginning, that like the keys is like emotion and the characters because mm-hmm. really sort of what the film is really like about or like really wants you to get into is investing into these characters and investing like right you know, with them, and, like, oh, there's, there's, like, hope there, like, North and South Koreans are enemies by nature, obviously, and there's constant war and stuff going on, but then there's these four guys that become friends despite being on two different sides, you know, and it's, like, you know, there's hope that, like, oh, we can, we can reunify, we can, like, you know, come together and genuinely be friends, like, it's a, pretty much most of the movie is a romance, <laughs> basically, mm. um, And it does it really well and, like, you really get invested to it. And it is a roller coaster in that where they're, like, you know, they come together as friends and then there's, like, that one, like, the DEFCON 3 incident where they, like, set off the landmines and there's, like, some brewing distrust that happens between them, like, should we really trust them? And then that goes into the conclusion. The question isn't, like, what happened here, the scenario and these characters, but it's, like, what is going to happen after the fact like what is what is what is like the reaction and the conclusion going to be like now that this fallout has happened now that like there were friends but obviously now that you know two people are dead and what's gonna what's the result gonna end up for these two guys ended up living you know Mm -hmm. what i mean
1: the truth was actually a lot simpler than Mm. i guess what we usually kind of (coughs) expect from a mystery or or you know like Sometimes we think, oh, there must have been this crazy thing that we must have been missing, you know, right? Right. Like, like there's this thing that we're we're not seeing clearly, and you know we must be missing that. But actually, it's a very simple story of these guys who right. who like each other and who feel like the war and the armies and and North Korea and South Korea. It's it's kind of a artificial hindrance to them in in terms of their reality as human beings and as as right. people and and coming together as just friends and mm-hmm. and once that once that you know reality like kind of clashes with the situation yeah. of north and south and the <laughs> army and the fact that they're soldiers yeah. like that really kind of breaks like down mm. their whole you know mental <laughs> ability right. right their processes and
0: well it's and like it's like the opposite It's the opposite of, like, that's the reality, and then them being friends is sort of the fantasy. And then once, like, they hit reality, they're like, oh, we can't be friends because I'm North Korean and you're South Korean. right.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's very uh, subjective, I think. It's dependent on perspective. Because for them, you know, it's not... For them, it's like that was the reality for them, you know?
0: Right. Well, I think that's, like... For me, that's kind of like the circle of the movies is... Like, it is, like, simple to the sense, you know... I mean, they're enemies by nature. And, you know, typically... The reality is they can't be friends. They can't, like... They're Communist Party and, like, Democratic Party. But then they start becoming friends and they kind of, like, want to transcend this. And then, like, that's kind of, like, living this sort of, like, fantasy or, or whatever. And then... I don't just even kinda,
1: think they really wanted to, like, transcend it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think they just wanted... Or like they're just, just like trying little, to get past like the a status little piece quo. of like a little piece of 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 sanity within the within the you know crazy like within the paranoia and within all of that like just finding a sense of like oh he's a human being too you know
0: mm. yeah I mean and it is like that's like a valid moral um, but then it's like, like the status quo is that. They can't like you know can't be more than that or whatever. With they they yeah. can't be friends, and it's just it's just two competing ideals essentially, and yeah. they're they're just like the they're like the the uh, what's the word they're like the odd out of everybody. Yeah, mm. the out, they're the outliers, sort of in that situation, you know, right, and that. You know, they kind of want to change it, which is why Lee brings in Jung. Because, like, you know, literally it's just them three. It's it's Oh and then Nam and Lee because mm-hmm. they save Lee's life. And then Lee brings in Jung, like, hey, like, I'm actually friends with Koreans and you can't be too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's kind of like, oh, this can be, you know, we can actually, like, make this happen or it can't be a reality. Um, And then, like, another North Korean comes into the mix and then it just shakes off everything, you know. Right. So it's a interesting thing. But, like, that is... To me, that is, like, what the movie's really after. and That's, like, the more the story is these two different parties that can be friends and then, you know, she hits the fan by the end. <laughs> and it, not necessarily, like, the mystery in itself. But, again, I think it's... Like, that is a great feat in itself to be, to, like, to tell a story in these two different... Uh, genres to be like it's mystery and genre, and drama um, and I think like kind of when I was taking notes I was like when I, when I was thinking about like what makes a mystery, mystery is very I guess in line with like plot right like I always said like a traditional mystery is kind of like Sherlocky and it's kind of following a detective and it's clue by clue and we're piecing together this puzzle and a story but that's very like mechanical and very plot heavy you know is it's is very structured, whereas mm-hmm. drama is more in line with like characters and relationships and interactions with people, and that's is more, I guess, lends itself to more like substance by nature, and that's like what that's what like we really want, right? And so I think this movie does both pretty well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's dependent on on I guess your mindset as you enter the film, right? Mm.
0: And um, taste, like. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, like uh, if you are somebody who was, you know, looking for a Sherlockian, like mystery film, probably this wouldn't be as satisfying for you. You know, (laughs) it's not really like you said. It's not really mystery, mystery, right? Like in this, in that sense. So, when you know, if you have that mindset going in, you might, you might be pleasantly surprised, or you might not really like it. Sure. So that's really dependent on on um, the mindset as as you go into it but I think you like like you said what this film did well was being able to um, kind of meld the mystery and the drama together and and put forth something that's that kind of makes you think kind of makes you wonder like what could have you know happened for for them to maybe <laughs> um, have us have a happier ending, or you know, if, right. if something could have changed, or or you know, what was the problem there?
0: The movie is definitely a bromance, and it's about like this hard breakup <laughs> that goes. Through. It's a very hard breakup mm-hmm. between these guys, <laughs> You're like we could have made this work. How could we made this work? Um And some very tough endings. Like, I didn't really expect Lee to kill himself at the end. Actually, I didn't think it was going to go that far left field. But it kind of makes sense for him because he's like super guilt ridden with like the actual truth being that he shot Nam, who is like his close friend. Not not only
1: that, like he was about to kill um yeah old too
0: old too. He just it
1: just jammed up his gun jammed up. That's why he couldn't kill him, but he Mm. was about to kill him too. You know, like so. So technically, he was able was about to kill everyone, (laughs) (laughs) and that must have been a very big. Guilt for him because if you think about it, the only real sane person in that moment was o. oh right he's the only one that actually it's, you know figured cool. out what to do, yeah. told him how to cover it up, and like did all of the actions to protect them and yeah. and himself. You know, like
0: well, it's and so it, and if you remember, like his like his quote and like his like words to live by, were like as a soldier, the two most important things is composure and bravery. Mm. and that's that's consistent even in this moment
1: right exactly so yeah he's like the only one that that really really kind of like you can see that he cared for them right like he didn't hesitate to shoot that guy in the head like shoot the uh the commander (laughs) in the head too like he he really did everything to protect them and 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 i think that that reveal and and that guilt for sook yeah is like is so big for him because he's like yeah. I was about to kill him, but he did everything <laughs> to protect me, and that guilt must be like you know, right. crazy for him.
0: Because then, because I mean, he, because it's like I mean, we're busy, like backstabbed him, out, like outside of being friends. But the reason, like that whole started was because they saved his life. Like oh, saved his life from the mm. very get go when he exactly cut off the tripwire. You know, mm. <laughs> it's just like I was gonna throw this friendship out the window.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so um, it sucks, but. It was a uh, very, it was like consistent. Like it was good. It, it made sense. Right. So yeah, I mean, consistency wise too, this movie was definitely, um, definitely true to its guts. Like I said with O, interesting to see that like his, his philosophy on being a soldier just is true throughout the movie. Um, yeah. And, like this was like the one time to kind of prove it.
1: And then and it's, it's funny because like for me, while I was watching it, oh seemed like the most uh most suspicious dude like <laughs> right i feel like i feel like he would be the one like you know either yeah. to like backstab or like because even like you know in that moment when he's eating the cho- uh, choco pie he like, like, spits, he's it like out. <laughs> he spits it out he's like no like i love my country and i i wait for the day that my country can make better sweets than your country can you know like, like and and so you see this kind of uh yeah. Um patriotism and you you kind of worry that maybe that will override the friendship, right? Right. But then, you know, it's when, like when when everything comes down to it, he's the one that actually preserved the friendship while right. you know, everyone else in that in that moment like <laughs> deteriorated and, and broke down and right and tried to kill each other.
0: He was definitely it was definitely deliberate for him to be like self attorney and like as right. if you were to question him because yeah. he's so kind of like ominous in a sense
1: also get, the way that he's like he looks with the scars and like, yeah yeah and, and all and that yeah
0: just his demeanor is kind of serious and like just mm-hmm. that scene with the chocolate pie like you think he's gonna give a serious <laughs> answer but then he's just like i want us to make the best sweets you know but right. like i said like he he shows like true patriotism for mm. like north korea but at mm. the same time he like strongly believes in like reuniting both sides Right. And like and like the betterment of the people, and so yeah, it was just kind of just strange to see like that dilemma, and like near the end when he has that final conversation with um with the investigator, Gene, mm-hmm. and I have to like what, did he say that he that he would have shot first or wouldn't have shot first if he was in the South Korean bunkers instead? Pretty sure he said he Uh-oh. wouldn't have.
1: I don't remember exactly the uh the direct quote. so yeah
0: and like that was a big thing too right because it's like like the doubt started kicking in once like uh Jung was saying you know oh I heard that you know North Koreans were trained to kind of you know befriend South Koreans or like reel yeah, them yeah. in f- to their side and w- every time that they met they met in the North Korean side like they met in their patrol bunker and mm-hmm. so it was always like to trust or not to trust you know and he tries to invite him to the South place, to the South Korean bunkers, and he basically refuses in that chocolate pie scene. But there's always like, we're always like, how much are we going to give him as far as Lee Wei goes? You know, yeah. I mean, and like that's a big question for me. It's like, how would this scenario have turned out different if it was like flipped? You know, if they kind of, if they invited him over to the other side versus the North Korean yeah. side. So, yeah. Any other scenes you wanted to?
1: bring out technically i like the scene where um i think it's um, one of the f- first times that sophie she interrogates Tsuya. Mm. and it's that scene they there on the table and they're talking but while they're talking like the lighting changes in the room oh yeah yeah and i thought that was a very interesting way of literally changing the mood <laughs> yeah yeah like upping the the tension Mm. By changing the lighting of the room, it right. really kind of focuses you, draws you into, I guess, it, it's like a, it turns from like a whitish, yellowish to like a blue. Yeah, it basically
0: just it. turns from like night to day, it looks like. well, day from to day right. to night, the other way, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. and so it, it's, it's a very interesting way of kind of portraying that kind of uh, hmm. ominous moment.
0: I was saying that like, talking technically now. The transitions were really great. Um there yeah, was a lot of some like interesting ones, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of like cool little transitions. Like there is one, so like once uh Sophie like figures out the truth and then she's like she tells Lee like, Oh yeah, I know the truth and I'm really leaving it up to you as to like she has like the two reports. It's like, Well I can tell this report or I can tell the truth but it's like depending on you know what you want. And and then she like offers an I'll protect O. Um, Mm. As sort of like Like her part of the deal or whatever Yeah And so then he decides That's when he decides to tell the truth But then he's like leaning against the table And then when he looks up It's actually like It goes back to the
1: past Yeah 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 There's a lot of nice nice cuts Where um, there's another one Where it's the uh, They're smoking mm. And they're using the lighter And then they flick the lighter And then it cuts to Another scene with the lighter Yeah yeah
0: yeah, there's a lot of cool ones. Good and match like,
1: cuts. There's also the other other one where it's like a swipe, where it like swipe. Oh uh, yeah,
0: that's my least favorite. I was like, yeah, right, that was a very like that was very, a very like, in your like, face
1: <laughs> one.
0: <laughs> there's like like literally scrolls like yeah. Try to be like George Lucas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there's like with the whole. I like how they did like the scenario with the two depositions. Like they played it out in real time. The thing you know there's like a transition where like he turns and then it's like her in the present and she turns to the camera yeah Yeah, there's a lot of cool filmmaking stuff going on there it's very seamless like it makes the movie very seamless and very like mystery themed in a way like I don't know I think like when you think of like mystery films you think you have to have like fancy transitions (laughs) (laughs) like it's mandatory it's mandatory you gotta be tricky Chicky with mm. it how do you think this is gonna start off for the uh, series as a whole i mean pretty top-notch
1: i think already it's i'm anticipating that other films will probably be more different than this one sure, sure. In, in terms of its tone or or in terms of its uh structure i would say yeah um this one's was... definitely a mix of drama and mystery yeah um, Definitely some far less
0: ones. thriller, which is, inter- like, surprising.
1: Right. So it, I think it'd be fun to see, like, the different variations of mystery mm. within different films and how they kind of unpack it. Um Because I think film as a medium lends itself really well to mystery, I think. A hundred percent. Because the way that you cut a f- cut a movie basically is, like how much information you're willing to give the audience, right? And yeah. That's, like, the basis of a mystery. And, like, it's such a perfect fit for, you know, films, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, just the nature of storytelling is is just intensity and, and all about information, like you said, how much we're giving and how much we're taking. And it'll be just, like, in the future to see, like, what films kind of choose like following a character in, in that narrative and being like, or oh, it's like information based on what they know or is it mm-hmm. just like, just in the film itself is like the story, like are, is the director choosing to withhold information, you know, specifically okay. and in that kind of sense, you know, it's like yeah. when we kind of say, it's like, are we sticking with somebody
1: or are we like the fly on the wall kind of mm-hmm. narrative? Yeah. Like this film was interesting because I feel like usually the suspect's, do everything they can to try to act like, you know, or like, you know, try to act like they're not it or like frame it on somebody else or something like that. But like (laughs) the suspects here, they're all like, they're all kind of guilty. Trying to help (laughs) each other. Be like, no. Yeah. You know? So it was a very interesting, uh, yeah. Dynamic there. I think. I think that's what, that's what
0: made the movie is that. Right. Like no one, like there are people in the wrong, but the line is blurred, you know? and so it was like they were all covering up for each other even Mm -hmm. though like like to conclude if if someone was a culprit or not they were all kind of guilty but all not guilty because of the friendship you know what i mean like it was also it's
1: it's it's kind of like is there any purpose to yeah yeah, the mystery or like is there any purpose to the investigation right right as as a viewer you start feeling like man they should just not investigate this at all and just let them be kind of, you know... (laughs) That's the sentiment you get as a viewer because you're so attached to them at the end. Uh By the end.
0: So you're just like, let them all be good. But I think... I I have to, like, lend this film to be like, it wasn't even in our power to think that because even, like, all the judgment or, like, all the, the results of, like, what happens to them wasn't brought by the investigator or anybody. It was, like, done to themselves. Like, literally everything that happened to them was it was their own fault and they took judgment like upon themselves right like John jumped out the window because he didn't want to like confess or just couldn't take it and you know So killed himself because he was guilt ridden mm. and then Oh just kind of like it's was like I wish the best for them because I like those right. guys <laughs> you know so it was it, I think it was a good choice to be like it was really like all led up to the characters in the end yeah. you know
1: I really so. liked the last, like, shot. Oh, with was, like, scene, the picture? Shot. Yeah, the picture.
0: Yeah, that was cool because you thought, like, I thought that was present day, but it turns out that was in the past, mm-hmm. that scene. Yeah. So. For, like, the <laughs> and, and spinning they're...
1: contest. <laughs> the spinning contest? <laughs>
0: when think... it, it was, like, Nam and Lee, and they were, like, both patrolling the, like, the border, and they were standing in front of each other. They started spinning at each other's feet. Yeah, yeah, the spit contest, contest yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> uh, tell you true bromance. True bromance.
1: Yeah. And uh, just like top A-list actors all oh, yeah. in one film.
0: Come on, dude. Sung Kung Ho, bro. He's like this double standard. Like he's he does Park Jun Wuk and then Bong Jun Ho, and it's like, I feel like you gotta play for one team and not, not both. <laughs> what <do you> mean? <laughs>
1: He can, he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs>
0: as long as I'm getting paid. No complaints. I have like, he hasn't done... What was the last Park Chung-wook he did? Because, like, I think in his newer movies or, like, more recently, he's been doing Bong Joon-ho stuff, like, obviously with Parasite. Mm-hmm. But I see him a lot more, like, in the early 2000s doing Park Chung-wook films.
1: I mean, he was doing Bong Joon-ho films very early on too like memories of murder murder's order yeah to,
0: which is like almost right after
1: 2003 and and, 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 and Park chan and uh Bong joon are friends mm. and there's like there's this um thing where like I think Song Kango like visited like the set of old boy or something like that <laughs> like oh yeah <laughs> I think I read that
0: he's like oh what's going on here why didn't you cast me to be that guy Which is fine. I could, tot- I could totally see him as that guy, an old boy. Like, <laughs> I he, mean, like he, he's
1: a great actor. I'm sure he can digest any. Yeah, it,
0: you give it to me. I got it. Uh yeah. So this movie was based on a novel, by the way. Um, yeah. Called DMZ by Park Sang young If anybody's yeah. interested in that. Um and yeah, it, it actually was the Taekuki before Taekuki because it was the number one film before took came along and it's mm-hmm. like no we're number 1 film uh but yes so moving on for next week will be blood rain from 2005 by directed by kim kim desung uh yeah so that's a period piece rightly yes uh do you know what, have you seen this one or is this new period? No I have not okay So you don't even know what's it about?
1: Uh, I have like a general gist of it.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Someone dies. They're trying to figure out There's like an investigator (laughs) and
1: like, yeah, like there's this village and something happens there and like, you know. Zombies? Maybe. Oh my, oh my god. (laughs) No, No, I don't think there's any zombies. No. But it's kind of like a mix of like, um, like shamanism stuff and like, Mm -hmm. a mix of like, religious stuff and like, all that kind of meshing together and the detective is like investigators trying to figure out what's going on in this place (laughs) something like that i'm not exactly sure i think that's like what the synopsis said but
0: gotcha oh so does he be like assisted by ghosts or something like
1: (laughs) no i don't think it's that like uh supernatural but just like that element of like yeah
0: yeah should be interesting Korean period piece I don't even think I've like actually seen a Korean period piece or even much of so should be cool
1: you didn't watch Kingdom on Netflix no, d- no
0: dude <laughs> I okay I tried like I really gave it a shot on my part and I made it like maybe three or four episodes in and I was like I can't do this I mean I mean, you did I'm watch kinda,
1: though a <laughs> <our> period piece <laughs> yeah but
0: I didn't like it so you know it's just like no, thank you. Thank you. So yes, so we'll be watching that next week. Blood rain should be cool. See you there.
1: No Bye.